Hello and welcome to the Midwest Mountain Sports Report, where the air is thin and the only coast are lake shores. I'm your talking head, Jamie, and joining me this week for the sports report, he's a certifiable Minnesota Timberwolves fan, it's Casey. Ow! There he is, and for those of you, one or two of you, are occasional or constant <laughs> listeners, handful, um, you might be wondering where Chad is. And that's an apt question. He's not here today. He has COVID. So we wish him a speedy recovery. But Casey, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long time because Chad and I have both openly admitted that we we do our best to keep up with the Wolves, but we are just simply not basketball fans. So I'm pumped to have you here. Hey, glad to be here. I can't say that I am the definitive Wolves fan. I am actually a recent NBA convert. Like I've only been really following basketball for the last decade. Uh, I didn't grow up following it. Um, so, which is really funny to be a Timberwolves fan and to not have spent the time appreciating KG while he was here. I just get to appreciate him in retrospect because I was a young, dumb kid that, uh, you know, my family wasn't into hoops, so we didn't really care. But that... last here we are now. Now I'm uh, howling at the moon as much as I can. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can see some success here. That's right. Well, and uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that your fandom started post-KG. I think you're right. That's a pretty unique spot for someone our age, specifically a Wolves fan, to be in. But you you did some grinding through the Kevin Love years, the Ricky Rubio years. Um, Derek Rose was in there and kind of everyone in between post-KG. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to be honest, uh, the thing that got me into NBA was video games. NBA 2K, I started playing it with my friends. We would play this mode where we would draft, you know, our own teams and like run them as the GM type of thing and and try to, you know, simulate our way to championships while playing, you know, the real games against our teams that we were both building. So it was really cool and it was a really unique way to kind of learn a bunch of players in the NBA because it would be like I'd... I'd be playing the game with these players and be like, oh, well, what team is he really on? And that got me kind of feeling around and doing things like that. Whereas for NFL, which is my favorite sport, that was easy to get into and fall in love with because of fantasy football, right? You're grinding the offensive players' names all the time, like figuring out who's who, who's the relevant one. I'm not really into fantasy hoops, so it took video games to uh, to get me there. I love it. And be honest, which team did you play in 2K? Because I, I can't imagine it was the Wolves. I'd be impressed. Well, so... I- it, we we would do it in such a way that I would play as the Wolves from time to time, but what we would do is we would start a brand new, it would be like a clean slate, and you would do a fantasy draft with every NBA player, and all the other teams simulate their picks too. So literally, you redraft the whole league, so none of the teams are what you'd expect them to be when you play this way. The way that me and my buddies would play, we would just shake the whole thing up, try to build our own team from the ground up doing this like fantasy draft, right? So you're drafting young, you know, young assets that you're hoping will develop after we sim a few years, things like that. So none of the teams were actually as they were from time to time. We would start with a real team and then, you know, see if we could nuke it and rebuild it or whatever. And then I would absolutely play as the wolves, right. And see if I could, you know, finesse a, a, a trade for a stud or something like that to, to build them up. Love it. What we can't achieve in reality, we manufacture in video games. Oh, exactly. I won so many fake fake trophies with those Timberwolves. <laughs> so they got a lot of fake ones, at least, in my heart. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Well, we will continue to talk about the Wolves real quick. I want to mm-hmm. skate on over to the NHL. We're going to do a quick hockey update. So, Casey... 
Have you been following the NHL this year? Well, let me just say yes, but for the listeners that haven't been, please give me a recap of our beloved <laughs> Wild, because uh, although I am currently wearing a Wild cap, because uh, it's a warm one and it's kind of chilly today, uh, yeah, I don't really watch a ton of hockey. I find it hard to watch on TV. The puck goes too fast for my stupid eyes. Super fun to go to in person, but I can't say I've been following it, so catch me up. Okay, so your beloved Wild, just to be clear. Yes, sorry, uh, they- yes, my... My beloved Wild. Yes. They are currently riding a five-game winning streak, whereas the Colorado Avalanche are on a four-game losing streak. It's almost as if they've switched bodies. And I don't think – let's be fair. I don't think the Wild have lost four in a row this year. I actually don't know that they have done that. Um, But, yeah, they are riding high right now with at least um, five goals or more in one, two, three, four, five of their last six contests. Is that right? No, it's more than that. They had five goals in all of their latest wins, except for the Canadians, the worst team of the bunch, oddly enough. But sometimes those weird games happen. But yeah, Kevin Fiala is on an absolute tear right now. Jewel Erickson Eck in just impeccable timing for my fantasy playoffs. Um, Decided to turn it on this week, the week I dropped him. Mm -hmm. The week I dropped him, uh, as as that always goes. Um, so they're riding high, and what really hurts my feelings is that they're beating teams that the Avs are losing to right now, like the Seattle Kraken, who are not a great hockey team. Um, now, I've gotten this question a couple times this week. What is wrong with the Avs? They clinched the playoffs two or three weeks ago. They're going to win the President's Trophy probably for the best record of the year, but they have dropped four in a row, and they do not look great right now. And I have just one stat. That's um, a plus 52, you know, plus minus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that step belongs to Devontae's, our first line defenseman. He is injured right now. He did not play in any of those four games in which the Avs lost. Mm-hmm. So, uh, plus 52, you really start to miss those defensive stats after a while. So, I, I think it is that simple, but unfortunately, they're, the Avalanche are falling apart at an inopportune time. So, I, for one, am hoping they get right before the playoffs. They've got two or three games to do it. Um, but that's okay. I actually, I think it's good for them to get hit in the mouth because they're not going to skate through the postseason. So as an Avs fan, I am panicking, but it's not the worst thing in the world because we will get guys back. Whereas the wild seem to be peaking at the correct time and they're going to need all that juice because they they'll draw the blues. I think no matter what happens for the rest of the season in the first round. So let me let me put it this way. Uh, as a Minnesota fan, I can spin both of those the opposite direction. Hear me out. As a team, as a fan of teams that lose all the time, I always have to drum up some optimism. So for your team, how I would be handling that is because they've clinched, right? They're in the playoffs. Yes. So they're they're just resting. They're just they're just chilling. They're resting. They're letting their guys heal up. They're going to come back full force into the playoffs. That's how I'd take it from the optimist side. Now let's go look at the wild. Again, I'm a Minnesota sports fan. I have to be a little bit pessimistic, right? We're awful. We lose all the time. I can't get my hopes up about the Wild. So here's what we do. They're peaking at the wrong time. They're wasting all their good shots. They're wasting all their good minutes. By the time they get to the playoffs, they're going to be tired. They're going to get dropped in the first round. That's what's going to happen. And that's what happens when you live in Minnesota is unfortunately that's the way you think sometimes. (laughs) I I love that so much. I could not have said that better. And I'm going to use that as a moment to pivot to the Timberwolves. The reason Mm. you're here, Casey, we have to discuss game three and game four. So wherever you want to take it, did you come up with a name for that Minnesota game three? 
you know what? For game three, uh, I don't know that we came up with the final one. I, there's a lot of good finalists for a collapse name. Um, but you know what? We're going to it's in it's in the rearview mirror. Not thinking about it. I'm moving past it. Uh, you know, it's a bummer that uh, our, our brand new coach, whom I think is amazing and done wonders for this team. It's a bummer. He decided to uh, take a chance and let a team, you know, go on a 20 0 run against us without calling a damn timeout. That's a bummer that that happened. You know, it's a bummer that uh, our best player, best offensive player, Carl Anthony Towns, decided only to put up four shots. It's a huge bummer uh, that there's a soundbite of him in the first quarter being all tough, acting like the game was over, which then got retweeted by John Morant, which is just great. Super awesome for us. And it's just a little bit of a bummer that we did drop a historic uh, two 20-plus point leads to then lose by nine. All of, you know, It's a bummer, but we're moving on. I'm not thinking about it, right? I'm not even thinking about it, so we're moving on from it. On to Cincinnati next week. That's yeah. <laughs> That's... On, to, on to Cincinnati playoffs. 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 That... No, to be real though, uh, I, I'm I'm really stoked to see the way Cat bounce back. I love to see whether it's fake or real. The like tough guy pissed off face when he's like stomping around. It, whatever, if that's what he's got to do to to puff up his chest and, and hype himself up, so be it. Like I love it. I love to see it. Um, I didn't love to see the turnovers. He he was pretty. I mean, I guess what do you expect when you're giving him the ball the whole game and trying to generate offense through him that you'll see some of those. But, man, there was one where he just kind of tried to fastball a pass that that he tried to make it look cooler than it was, and then he ended up missing the pass. Um, Just goofy things that you shouldn't do in the playoffs. Um, Super stoked at uh, my boy J-Mac, McLaughlin, off the bench. Man, what a baller. Uh, Little Jordan is uh, little Jordan. He's like little MJ almost, little J-Mac, little J-McJordan. Um, dude comes off the bench with a plus six and he's been doing that as, as long as I've seen him here in Minnesota, he's been coming off the bench, lighting people on fire. Um, I loved every time we would sign him to like a 10 day, um, and then bring him back for it. I kept saying, you know, let's sign this dude, let's send this dude. And we finally did. And boom, here he is showing up and, uh, rewarding us for it. Um, you know, going down the line, I love my dude, uh, I love my dude Prince. Um, bummer to see he was a negative four in this game. I thought he played pretty well, but uh, just his shots weren't dropping. I think he plays – what you don't see is a lot of his defense. Um, but, you know, the rest of the crew was pretty good. Uh, D'Angelo, D'Lo, I usually give a lot of shit for, and he he only went three for 12 from the field. But, um, you know, he did, uh, he did you know, dish out seven assists, so he'd have a, have a plus five at least. So that helped. Um, and, you know, my boy Kitty Cat. What a guy, 33 points. Um, and the big scare um, going down with uh, kind of an injury, you know, having to be hobbled back. I almost threw the flag as a Minnesota fan, almost mm-hmm. threw it in, threw in the towel, told my wife, my wife as we were watching it, like, uh-oh, uh, that might be it. Might be the series if, if we lose him. But then the dude just comes jogging back out and then, uh, you know, casually puts up 24 points, you know, hits a bunch of clutch threes, dunks. Just he's my favorite, A1 from day one. Um, so I don't know, that's... I guess that's my recap of the Wolves. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What did you watch of those? So I really, I only had one real thing I wanted to circle back on because I'm all for moving forward after that loss. I think, I, I thought two things after that. I think a national media audience got to experience Minnesota sports in real time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, after just listening to a few podcasts and watching a few of the morning shows afterwards, a, a lot of them were like, oh, okay, we get it now you know, what happens with yeah. the Vikings, like, okay, we see you. And 
first of all, I think that's so important. The second thing I took away from that, and I wonder honestly what you think, is do you think they can beat the Grizzlies? Because I think after that game, and I don't think this would be true for any other team after any other game three loss except for the Timberwolves, is that everyone just seemed to write them off for the rest of the series. And I don't know if that's fair or not. As a fan, I was tempted to write them off. You know what I'm saying? Like it was mm-hmm. hard not to to try to get ahead of the negative feelings and be like, no, no, it's over. Who cares? Or whatever. Um, but you know what? That's not a life I want to live. I, you know, if I'm gonna feel bad when we get bounced, then I'll feel bad then. Why? Why spend the time between now and then thinking that instead of just uh, trying to breathe the positivity and will it into existence? So, first of all, can we beat the Grizzly? Absolutely, the Timberwolves can beat the Grizzlies. I don't think, regardless of the outcome of this series, you can be a casual NBA fan and look at this, you know, at a thousand foot view and not think that the Timberwolves are the better team. How do you put up 15 plus point, 15 plus point leads multiple times in every single game in this series? Yeah, I know they dropped it. And yeah, I know they let them come back in. But man, if you can just slap them in the mouth every single game and go up by at least 15, two different times by 20 um, in some of these games, like, I think clearly the skill uh, is higher in Minnesota. Now, I think um, the the Grizzly credit, you know, got to give credit where credit's due. I think they are uh, a more veteran team, despite being, I think, younger than us, which is kind of funny. Um, I think they're right. start, they're, the, the average starting age of their team is younger than the average starting age of our team. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. Isn't that, I'm pretty sure that's true. They I, have I a think... lot of young blood. I think you're right. Well, and speaking of young guys too, he's he's a veteran, but he he will always feel like a young guy. Tyus Jones, Minnesota's own. It's um he he's been out. He's, he's having a vet a, now. He's, right. He's like what eight six six seven eight years in the league, so he's probably one of the one of the vets. I I think you're right. Yeah, because I think it's um Desmond Bain is skewing the curve for them because he's a second year player and um mm-hmm. yeah, Jaws only in his third year, right? Yeah, isn't I think Tillman's a rookie or a second year player too. That and sounds right. And he came off and like slapped us in the mouth that first game. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so think yeah, you're... credit where credit's due. They're they're a more um, you know, experienced feeling team. They they do play really good team defense. Um, I think if anything, I haven't watched enough Grizz and all this series has done is actually um and I don't this is gonna sound really petty and bitter, but I think uh I think people slob over John Morant a little too much for me. Um, I don't think he is like at top, like a next tier superstar. I think he is really athletic, but the dude is a really bad defender. I mean, if you watch the last two games, the reason we can score is because they just switch to get jaw on whoever they want to score with and boom, they score. Dude is awful. Yes, he'll throw up some cool blocks from time to time because he's athletic and he can jump up, you know, behind people trying to do layups and things like that. Um, but I don't, that's not what wins your team games. That's what gets you in the highlight sheets. Um, I, I think, think he's a little too crazy. No, oh, no, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm so glad you said. That. I was just gonna say I think you're absolutely right because the only jaw play I saw was that volleyball block that he had mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in game three. I think, but yeah, if if you look at the box score, you know, his plus minus does not bear that out. He he's been making some assists here and there um, because he hasn't been scoring. But man, for all the shit people gave Cap for having an awful game, uh, you know, in game three, Jaw's been pretty bad the whole series, um, to be quite honest with you. Uh, he doesn't really have a jump shot. Uh, he hit like two threes on us in, I think, that first game or something. Um, and they both looked super ugly, but they went in. So whatever, you know, ball don't lie, I guess. 
Um, but all he does is, you know, drive in hoping for a foul and he generally hits the floor. And I don't know if it's because that's his way of flopping and trying to get the call or if he really is just going up so uncontrolled that he's going to hit the ground that much. But I don't know, man, it just kind of feels like we're watching another D Rose type guy. And, and instead of, you know, knees going out, which I don't think were Derek's fault necessarily. I think you're going to see jaw with, you know, either some hip issues or he's going to come down bad on a shoulder and like mess up a shooting arm or something like that. Um, if the dude can't stay off the ground, he's, I think he's going to have a shorter career and I don't think he's going to ascend, but I don't know. I don't think he's the reason they are where they are. I think the Grizzlies, um, even when he was hurt, were like doing better without him. Uh, so I really do think, you know, Desmond Bain is the best player on this team. I think, uh, shoot, what's his face? That dude is shooting light. Dylan Brooks been shooting lights out against us too. So I think it's really, uh, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and then probably triple J is the third best player. John Rents, maybe the fourth best player on their team. That might be a hot take. There you go. Love it. This is what you're here for, Casey. And I back to Ty- Tyus Jones again for a quick second. He, he's playing great off the bench. And I will say, I, I always loved him when he was here. He was kind of too young to kind of mm-hmm. you know take control and run the offense, but he's definitely doing that for the Grizz from the bench. So if I had anything nice to say about their team, it's just, it's fun to see Tyus Jones back in target center, making buckets, even if it's for the other team, you know, that part is not so great, but it I is, always liked yeah, him. It's bittersweet. Right. Yeah, it's exactly. bittersweet. I think he's cool. Um, it is I don't I mean, I don't like to see him succeed now, uh, but it is fun to see him in the regular season do pretty well. Agreed. The Grizz Agreed. were kind of uh <laughs> second second Minnesota for a minute too, because they also went and signed Gorgie Deng after we uh or maybe we traded him or either way he ended up on that team with Tyus. So their bench was like, you know, two of five of our old bench at the same time, which is pretty funny. That's right. That's right. And if you think about it, Pat Bev was uh, a Grizz too. That's where he, I think he got traded to the Grizz from the clip and then they cut him or something like that. I can't remember how that worked exactly, but either way, he's with us now and he was once uh, for a brief minute a Grizzly. Their, their, uh, their fates are inextricably linked, these two franchises. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. It, well, and okay. One final question for you about uh, this series. What do you think is the best case scenario in the playoffs for the Timberwolves? Is it to beat the Grizzlies? Do they have any chance in the next? Would they draw the Bucks in the next round? No, I'm sorry. They're Western. The, the winner of Suns Pelicans, right? Eh, it's either that or the Warriors Nuggets. Uh, hold on. Let me just pull up a playoff bracket. Um, I, I don't know that I'd want to see the Warriors. They're getting really, really hot right now. Um. Yeah, they're absolutely ravaging the Nuggets. The Nuggets won one for pride yesterday, thank God. Yeah, I would actually really like to see the Pelicans finish that series off and beat the Suns for us, because then I think we could beat the Pelicans. Now, we get uh, we would, the winner of us plays Golden State or Denver, so presumably Golden State. Probably, yeah. Um, We've played them tough, so you know I think that would be a good series. I think that would be a really uh, cool TV moment to see Andrew Wiggins up against you know his old team with us. So that'd be pretty fun to watch. Um, I hate, hate, hate watching the Splash Brothers just absolutely decimate us from the three point line. Even though it's you know from a basketball perspective like hella impressive and amazing to watch, it's just such a morale drainer when they're just like draining those on you. But that'd be a fun series, honestly. Um. Getting out of this series would make me really happy. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I've seen a series, uh, you know, uh, the Wolves take a, a playoff series ever in my life, um, you know, as I've been a fan. Uh, so that would be pretty cool. Um, obviously, there's no moral victories, but at least getting one under our belt would be nice because the nice thing about where we're at and the same with the Grizzlies is 
it's not like we're at a, a window that's closing. This is like the beginning, the opening of a window, right? We got a brand new young head coach. We have a really, really young team that's like gelling really well. I don't know that there's any crazy contract situations coming up. So winning this series would be a really good, you know, future looking morale booster. Um, obviously you, you want to go further than that, but uh, man, to get out of this and to beat the two seed, at least to play spoiler there, would be pretty fun. I'm saying Wolves in six, though. If we're going we're gonna to take this next one in Memphis from them. going to surprise them there in Memphis, and then we're going to be able to close out at home, Wolves in six. Love it. I love it, and I hope you're right. And I, I do think, too, best-case scenario, we, um, like you said with the open window, you're, a superstar is going to want to play with Anthony Edwards, right? I mean, he's just he's that good. I, I can't imagine that the next uh, contract year, they won't add somebody to this team. Well, I mean, you're going to have to pay Cat, and then you're going to have to pay Ant. Um, I think anyone else that's going to be the other stud is going to be the third fiddle. Um, and, and I think Delo's kind of fallen into that already. I think he he's a really good playmaker, and he's been a really smart floor general. So I think he kind of uh, slowly settled into the number three role. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know that we would need to bring in a superstar. I think we, we would maybe attack it by getting really good solid depth. Maybe we don't need a LeBron here, but you you need more type, you know, Pat Bev guys, you know, really solid contributors. So you just have a full team of, you know, solid bench contributors and everything. I think depth is, is going to maybe be the way that Minnesota wins instead of the top. Cause, and I say that as a, as a Carl Anthony fan, a Carl Anthony Towns fan, you know, I don't want to trade him or anything like that. So to think of another superstar coming would almost feel like that's because Cat was leaving, you know? That makes a ton of sense. Well, and there's no reason because Edwards is so young, he could be that superstar. Yeah. No, he I think oh, no, I think he is. He's, yeah. He, in my heart of hearts, he's the, the number one pick for a reason, man. We made the right choice. No no offense to the ball kid, but I don't think he's got near the ceiling that Ant has. The dude is like, he's hitting numbers in comparison to, to legends, right? He's got more points under under what 20 years old uh 20 or 21 than like jordan or people like that right he's he's smashing all these young all-time stats he is like shining in the playoffs right he's asking for the ball he's coming up isoing and asking for the ball in these giant clutch moments in the playoffs the dude like eats this so like i don't know to me he's like the happy-go-lucky version of jordan right he he wants the pressure he eats it but he's he doesn't seem like he's as much of a, a fierce guy as he is like a happy-go-lucky guy that can really lock in and, and, and kill it. I couldn't have said not it to, better. Like, not bro. to be crazy and like, you know, comparing to Jordan, I'm saying like the, it's, it, the game looks kind of similar, you know, Jordan with a three point ball. I bet if, if the three point game was now Jordan would have found one too. like, he would have figured out a three point shot and added it to his arsenal. It just wasn't part of the game then. Um, and I think Ant's doing the same thing, right? He's seeing the different ways to make his game better. The dude is built like a linebacker. He's going to play like LeBron and shoot like Steph as long as he can. And if he can get better, oh boy. Well, and just to, just to put a fine point on that too, everything you said, not to compare him to Jordan, but I've heard that phrase uttered by more than one great basketball sports minds who know way more about this than I do, you know, yourself included. So I don't think it's necessarily hyperbolic. People who love this game, follow it all the time, are seeing something in his game that they can readily identify as comparable to some of the greatest who have ever played. And I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I got to throw a big grain of salt in there, though. Remember, I didn't get to watch Jordan live. So maybe the, True. you know, had I seen that, maybe I'd feel a little bit different about it. Um, I mean, the dude was, I, I wouldn't contest, you know, the dude was the goat. You, you know, he's amazing. So 
But man, I've seen other people make that comparison, right? Some of the comps to, you know, how Jordan was or parts of Jordan's game and things like that. So either way, he's a a giant dude that's going to drive aggressively to the rim all the time. And he's showing that he can hit clutch three pointers. Like, I don't know how you guard him. It's going to be awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you, oh, hold Casey. On, I can't stop on the slobbing on Ant, though, because he also plays really, really, really good defense. Some of my favorite yes. parts of the series so far has been watching him absolutely stuff John Morant going in for, like, layups and, and crazy, like, jump-ins, having him come just from behind him and just palm the ball and, and basically block him so hard that Ja goes down because, like, the momentum is stopped. Um, Ant's playing really good defense, too, so I think that's another thing that shows just how, you know, how elite he could be if he keeps, uh, you know, leveling up. No, that's a great call. And even some of the great high-scoring rookies who have come out recently, I don't know what um, LaMelo Ball's defensive stats are like, but guys like um, Jalen Green in Houston doesn't always play defense. Um, He'll get the numbers. But um, yeah, no, I think that's a really important feather in the cap to call out for Ant. Um, Hey, Casey, this was awesome. I swear this is the most basketball knowledge that has ever been put forth on this show because Chad and I, as I've mentioned before, are dang near useless when it comes to this we we appreciate the sport and the players but we just don't watch it enough to comment with any sort of expertise so thank you for coming on and before we sign off um we have a segment called end rant it's just a 30 second to a minute uh time that i like to create some space if there's anything in the sports world that's kind of getting your goat or that you want to get off your chest you have the floor you don't have to i didn't prepare you for this but I want to give you the space if there's any itch you need to scratch. You know what? I, I The itch I would have scratched was probably what I already touched on is that I really do, after watching the series, I come away, um, and as salty as it might sound, coming away thinking that John Morant is a lot more overrated than, than a lot of people seem to be uh, giving him credit for. So I think, and the reason is probably because a lot of these games are on national TV. They are the two seeds, so they probably just get more airtime because people are assuming they're going to win. But everything is being phrased from like uh, the the aspect that we've already lost, and that the Grizzlies have to stop themselves from giving it up, type of thing. A, you know, predetermined outcome type of stuff. And the and, and it's always again they're 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 dragging on Cap for for having a really bad game and shit, man. So do I. But we were up by twenty points two two different times without him scoring. So like clearly it was working for the most part. And yeah, he should have turned it on at the end. But uh, Ja has been, in my opinion, kind of mediocre this whole series. Um, the times he's supposed to you know turn it on and take it over for his team, he hasn't. Uh, I think it's been Bane. So uh, unfortunately, he might be the bane of our existence here. If we we can't close it up, he might be the one that's going to put the nail in the coffin against us i don't think it's gonna be jaw end rant perfect thank you casey thank you for joining us and thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the midwest mountain sports report where the air is thin and the only coaster lake shores i'm jamie be well chad thank you casey hey hopefully i'll be back soon to talk about more wolves victories uh wolves and six anytime man cheers